Hello and welcome to C3 City Light Podcast. You'll find us here in Raleigh until all are awakened to the light and love of Jesus. We hope that you find this message encouraging. For more information, check us out at c3citylight.com or on social media at C3 City Light. Matthew 5, 14. We were praying and asking the Lord about this vision and about this church. And he just told us, I'm the light of the world. You know? Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount was telling everyone, if you've got me, you're the light of the world. A city on a hill can't be hidden. They will see your good works and they'll glorify your Father in heaven. Our vision is that all over the city of Raleigh and RDU, that people see the love of God, experience the love of God, feel the love of God. They just feel it through you guys being equipped to be ministers everywhere you work, live, play, study, eat, and breathe. So today we are celebrating, we're celebrating, we're celebrating, and I'm going to celebrate my wins. You know, every different church has their version of a win and how they define the win, and and some people really place a high value on like, we're going to define the win as the attendance, you know, and if the auditorium's full, then we're crushing it. But from day one, we knew that our win was individual transformed lives that looked one way until they met Jesus got awakened to his light and love, and then looked totally different after what Jesus did in their heart. Was it manufactured? Wasn't faked? Wasn't glossed up with a lot of makeup? It was just something from the inside that was real that couldn't help but get out on the outside. And that's been our prayer. And a year ago today, I stood up here, and we pre- I preached from Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. We did our first series we'd ever done called Not Religious, Neither Are We. And it was all about God's grace It was all about, for you've been saved by grace through faith. This is not of your own doing. It is a gift of God, not of the results of work, so that no man could boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in. And it was all about this striving and performing and trying harder and being better and all this stuff and just giving up on all of that. Giving up on religion, giving up on just, I got to do my part to climb the ladder to get to heaven. Friend, you could never be good enough. You could never do enough to earn salvation. The beautiful thing is you don't have to climb a a ladder to try to get to heaven. God, through his son Jesus, climbed that ladder and came down and made a way. Opened up a path to a relationship with the living God. And that's what we're celebrating. But I just felt like it was appropriate. Not just to just kind of wrap a full circle around this year. We started with Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. And today I've been reflecting this whole past week on the seven verses before it. And I'm going to read that to you. If you've got Ephesians, go to chapter 2, verse 1. And I'm going to read this to you. All right. Ephesians 2. Everybody there? Sweet. Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins. You used to live in sin. Just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. Verse 3, all of us. Somebody just say all of us. All of us used to live that way. Following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. But our very nature, we were subject to God's anger just like everyone else. Mm. This is one of my favorite buts in the Bible. Verse 4, but God is so rich in mercy. 
He loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you've been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can point to us in all future ages of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness towards us as shown in all he's done for us who are united in Christ Jesus. One of my favorite buts in the whole Bible, but God is so full of mercy. Let me give you a little lesson, all right? I'm going to teach you three things today, maybe some more, but at least three, okay? Justice is getting what you deserve, right? Go before the judge, jury of your peers. We got some lawyers in the house, right? That's justice. You get what you deserve. You broke into that house, you're going to pay the, all right? Like it's, you got what was coming to you. That's justice, all right? Mercy is not getting what you deserve. Deserve to go to jail, didn't go to jail. Judge was merciful with you. Mercy is getting what you don't deserve. Or mercy is not getting what you deserve. And this is my favorite. Grace is getting what you absolutely don't deserve. Have no business getting it. Couldn't earn it. Couldn't pay for it. There's no way in the world that you should get it. And God's so rich in mercy, so rich in grace, so rich in kindness that he gives it to us anyway. Oh, man. So justice is getting what you deserve. Mercy is not getting what you deserve. And grace, grace is getting what you absolutely don't deserve. I love this. And I'm so grateful that God is so rich in mercy. I was studying this verse in verse 7, and this is really where we're going to camp out. Like this, These seven verses are all of our story. It's all of our stories. It's universal. It's, us. it's the story of humanity. We're broken. We're sinful. We've got things inside of us that, like, that left of their own would just kill us. Like, it's bad. We got things about us we want to change. I do the things I don't want to do, and the things I don't do, ah, like we just were torn. Why? Because that's the story of humanity. We've all got these things inside of us. Like verse 3, we all used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. We've all got that sinful nature. It's, it's the human experience. Why do people murder? Why do people lie? Why do people kill? Why do people do this and this and this? Like why? Because we've all got this same story. We've got a sin nature. But God is so rich in mercy, he loved us so much that even though we were dead in our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It's only by God's grace that we've been saved. And you keep going, and I love what verse 7 says. So God can point to us in future ages of examples of his incredible wealth, of his grace and his kindness. I was studying that Greek word that used for incredible. The King James uses the word exceeding, exceeding. I love that. His exceeding wealth of grace and kindness. Man, I love the way the ESV says, the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness. The NIV says, incomparable riches of his grace. Immeasurable, exceeding, incomparable. God's grace. Sometimes I think we get so comfortable, so complacent, so like laissez-faire with how good God's been. Like his grace is ridiculous. 
Charlotte came home from school last week and she learned a new word from her teacher. And I've probably heard it 10 times every day since then. And it's okay because it's hilarious. She comes home, Daddy, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That's God's grace. God's grace is just so ridiculous. Like it just is. It's like, I can't believe we get all of this. His mercy, his richness, his grace, his kindness is ridiculous. I can't believe it. I think back to my life and my journey of faith, and these verses ring true so much. That when I was dead in my sins, when I was an enemy of God, while I'm giving God the middle number one finger. There's a couple kids that aren't at the bounce houses. I mean, giving God, just forget you, God, I'm going to do what I want to do. While I'm in the middle of doing that, he gave the best of heaven through his son, Jesus. That's ridiculous. That's the grace of God. And I'm convinced that when you encounter the grace of God, when you encounter the love of God, and it's not a theory, it's not head knowledge, it's something spirit to spirit, something inside of us becomes alive and we're regenerated. And the same power that rose Christ from the grave comes alive on the inside of us and makes us new. We never want to be the same. And it all happens from the inside out. And today, I'm calling these trophies of God's grace. Not like a participation trophy where everyone in the place gets one. Oh, you put your cleats on. Here's a trophy, right? Like, that's cool. Like, there's a place for that. Let's build up some self-esteem. I'm all for it. That's cool. But these people didn't just put on their cleats and just show up at the field and scuff up and get a little dirt on them. I was playing, riding the bench the whole way. No, 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 no. These guys have rolled their sleeves up. They've encountered Jesus, and they're given everything they have over the last year to run after him. They're called trophies of grace. These people aren't perfect, but they are in progress every single day to look more like Jesus. So I want to introduce Gadiel Da Silva, Brandon Desmuke, and Ashley Izquierdo. Will you just give them a loud round of applause? Come on out, guys. Today, they're going to help me preach. These guys are examples of God's loving mercy. They're examples of God's graciousness, his kindness, his mercy. Whoops, all right. So it's going to feel like Steve Harvey. So I got that. I don't have to stay. It might feel like a little Oprah. I'm going to get that Oprah anointing going. You get a car. You get, we all get cars. No. It'll be more like you get kicked. You get kicked. (laughs) You get a bounce house. Can someone say charcuterie? Charcuterie, I think. I don't know. I guys, charcuterie to... boards, we bougie today. We fancy. No, we're all going to celebrate with that later. But look, these guys are going to help me preach. They're going to help tell me some stories. I've got a couple questions that I wrote out. And these guys are just going to, we're calling this behind the scenes. Sometimes we see people from a distance and we just think they got it all together. You know what I mean? Like, ooh, Wow. Wow, they never fall down and scrape their knees. They're perfect. Oh, my goodness. They just wake up and their room just smells like clean cotton, fragrance. Like birds wake them up. And here's the thing. We all got a little bit of blood on our hands. You know what I mean? Like we've all lived a little bit of life. We all got a little bit of blood on our hands. And we all are in desperate need of God's grace and his mercy. And today these guys are going to tell us, they're going to give us a little bit of a look behind the scenes. All my people from the 90s, do y'all remember the TV show on VH1? Behind the music. Yeah? They would kind of tell, like, what they were thinking when they wrote the lyrics. And I used to love that show. Because I was like, whoa, that's not what I thought Hotel California was about. Okay. 
got a different whole new lease on this song now. Thanks, Eagles. Like, this won't be like that. It'll be better. All right. Gadiel, Ashley, Brandon, thank you. Thank you. All right. Here we go. First question. First question. Let's start off with the easy one, kind of work our way into it. What's something about you that people probably don't know? I'll start off. So mine is kind of silly. So my last name is Izquierdo, and in Spanish or in English, it means left, and I'm also left-handed. <laughs> so that's my silly one. Interesting. <laughs> Who wants to follow that? So I'm Latino. Hey, one second. Where's the iPad? Over there. There's a, some loud reverb. Houston, will you just fix that for me? Let's give it up for Houston. This guy's awesome. On the fly, just solving problems. Thank you. All right, so Gadiel, back to where we were talking about after that commercial break. All right, here we go. Tell us something about you we don't know. So I, will, I am a pastor kid. I will go deeper when you ask the next question. But probably a lot of people don't know that. I, my dad and my grandpa, they've been pastors for all their life. You grew up in church. Yes, sir. <laughs> and here I am. All right, cool. Brandon, show everyone how it's done, man. Tell us something about you, man. Sheesh, man. <laughs> I don't even know where to start at. But, yeah, I was a pastor's kid, too, raised up, you know, church household, but got into a little bit of a riffraff, you feel me? And I actually met Stuart after I got out of jail, which was about two years ago. So ever since then, that mic up just, a bit. just helping out and everything here. It's pretty cool. Oh, that's awesome, man. So we got two preacher kids and one person that's left-handed. <laughs> all right. We didn't know that. We didn't know that about them. How about that? Oh, they all measure up. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, I want you to finish the sentence for me, okay? I'm going to give you the first part, and then in your own way, I want you to finish it for me. I'm excited about what God has done in me this year because. Can you say it again? I'm excited about what God has done in me this year because. Because, uh, well, I'm very excited because last year, 2019, was the year of comebacks. And like I said, probably you guys didn't know this. I was a pastor kid, but I haven't been to church in a long time. So comeback, I say, like. What's a long time, Gadiel? We're getting honest up in here. Uh, well. So let me tell you something. I grew up in church, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, uh, a certain age during college, I moved out of my hometown to a different city. This was back in my country, in Venezuela. And I just focused so much in like other things like work and you know, trying to be professional and all that. So I got very distracted and at some point, fulfilling my emptiness on a bunch of different things. So I realized, oh, yeah, I can pray, and I don't have to go to church. You know, I can do other things and still pray. I mean, God is with me. I'm the church. Yeah. But that's probably about, I want to say, eight years without stepping into a church or working at a church where I used to be, you know, what I do here, I, I used to serve at my dad's church. I used to sing. I used to produce. I used to do a lot of things and just got my eye out of that vision that God has put in my life since I was a kid. 
and I'm very excited about being back. Let me follow up that with a question, all right? My Oprah's coming out. One of my favorite moments from the past year was at my kitchen table. April and I had the privilege of meeting Gadiel at a Taco Tuesday, like the Lord's in Taco Tuesday. If you don't know, like that's dollar tacos. Like, yeah, but you were the one eating the yeah. tacos, not me. Not you, me. I'm like, oh, yeah, like, what, are there a dollar? Yeah, c come on, let me get four. Let's go. We're, I'm in this and I win it. And we had made a friendship with Gadiel, loved this guy. He was awesome. And so you came over to the house for dinner. You had the best fajitas you had ever had in your life. Even if you're lying, just stick with that story because I cooked them. <laughs> and at our kitchen table, I just felt like I watched the light bulb go off in Gadiel's head. It was just one of the most special moments I've had this entire year. Gadiel, you know what I'm talking about? Do you mind? Just take a second. And just, just that light bulb that was going off, just can you let them, let them in on that? So um, I am very happy person. Like I love, you know, to party and all that kind of stuff. And now I party in church. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, can y'all hear me? I don't hear my, okay, cool. Um, so I used to like go clubbing a lot. When I'm saying a lot, like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, sometimes Sundays. And that was a full-time job and then clubbing. Besides of drinking a lot, uh, I actually wanna mention this. I don't know if I mentioned that at that time. But God saved my life many times for dri um, driving drunk. I actually had to get a lot of tests like on my brain because I started getting like kind of like a seizure for dehydration. And that was because the, the amount of alcohol that I was, you know, having and not water. So drinking water too. I'm just kidding. And besides, you know, some other stuff like, you know, drugs. Uh, so I kept that life for all that time that I was away from church. One time, I moved to Raleigh two years ago because I was living in Orlando. I moved here. I understand now why because I didn't know y'all until like what, that time that I, I was your server at that restaurant. And long story short, it's just kidding, it's not short, it's long. <laughs> I told Stuart in April, I was at the club yesterday and I literally like, Hurt. Like, I wasn't, like, for a moment, like, the music was not playing. Like, I couldn't hear. I was just, like, standing there. Even though everybody was, you know, the party was going on. Was this mic cut out? Oh, oh. <laughs> and um, I was like, why am I here? Like, everybody was, you know, passing all the drugs and the beers. And I was like, why? Why? You know, like, I'm not saying that going and having fun, it's bad. But I realized that I was trying to fulfill something in the wrong place with the wrong people. Once again, it's not bad to have fun with your friends. But when you're connected with the right friends, the right people, the right place, that's when your life changed. So, so for me, this comeback, it's the greatest thing yeah. that God had. Well, one of the greatest things. And I know it's going to be more and more. Yeah. But that's what I said at that table. It was so much fun. He just gave you like the censored version. <laughs> I'm with the censored version. You cleaned it up. You give him a God, he was sitting there and he's being so honest with himself. He's so honest. Like I don't know when you would really thought about those type of life and death and my spirit and eternity and like we just over fajitas that came up and we started talking through that. And he's like, I was at the club last night, looking for life, 
and the music's going and my friends are there and I should be happy. And there's zero life there. And he goes, why the heck am I here? I used a different word. You did use a different word. <laughs> but we'll go help the people out. We don't want to be talking about that. But, but it was so honest where it was just like, what? there's nothing here for me. There's nothing here for me that will fulfill me, that will give me purpose, that will transform my life. There's nothing here for me. And it was right after that we prayed, God, if you'll take me back, I'll give you everything I got. And we're both crying and snotting in the kitchen table. And there's some leftover fajitas that's there. And it was just the beginning of this joker's journey coming back home. I love it. Sorry, man. I couldn't let you get off that easy. I couldn't do it. Ashley, will you finish? Or who wants to go finish this sentence? You were branded. I'll, I'll go next. Been finish this sentence because you've already forgot it because I wouldn't stop talking. <laughs> Ashley, I am excited about what God has done this year because. Uh, okay. So one thing that I was thinking about right now is that I get to grow in sharing God with other people, which is not something that I did or it's not something that I do often because I'm very shy. But there are so many people out there that like, we'll start talking about God or like, we'll start talking about church. And like, I get to talk about it. And I just, Hey, I read in the Bible, this and this and this. And even though I'm not an expert on it, but like I'm getting there and I get to grow in it. So that's something that's really exciting. um, And that I'm really proud of. Yeah. Ashley's a first grade teacher. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like, come on. God's grace is real. Exceeding lavish grace and kindness. No first grade. God bless you. Light of the world, a city on a hill. They will see your good works and they'll glorify your father in heaven. You're shaping the young minds of a whole nother generation. How powerful is that? What did a year ago look like before you met us? Oh, gosh. Um, So a year ago, I was starting therapy for depression and anxiety. Um, I had lost two of my closest friends. Um, They didn't die. They just were not in my life anymore. Um, And it was just like I felt lonely. I felt like I wasn't enough to be here, um, to be, like, friends with anybody. I was struggling with relationships, struggling with accepting who I was and where I was. And um, I would come to church depressed and on the verge of tears a lot of times and I remember and Christian just reminded me so the second or third time that I came to church Christian was up here singing and she was praying and she said God we stand against depression and anxiety and that's what I was like oh okay I need to be in this (laughs) I need to be in this church and I knew like that day that things were going to get better I knew that I was going to continue growing and um, that I was going to get through everything that I was going through. That's awesome. Come on. Way to go, Ashley. Praise God. That's so good. God's so good. God's so good. Losing some friends, life looking a little bit different, feeling alone, and the next thing you know, you're connected with the dinner party and an amazing group of girls, man. And April, we'd hang out with you. I'm like, man, y'all having more fun than us, man. Brandon. I got you. Finish this sentence for me. I'm excited about what God has done this year because. Uh, I would say I'm excited because last year it was a lot more like 
drug activity in my life and uh, a lot of illegal things going on that I probably shouldn't have been a part of or not having a lot of like consideration for other people's things. So I just did what I wanted. And so like now coming to the church has made me like being able to help other people is bring light into other people's world. Like it kind of made me feel better as a person type of deal. So that's why I'm pretty excited about like it makes me happy about that. Brandon, explain to them that Bible verse in verse 7 where we were talking about God's exceeding, immeasurable grace and kindness. What does that look like to you, man? How have you felt that? How have you lived that this year? God's exceeding, immeasurable grace and kindness. Um, well, I won't know if it was this year, but I'll say a while ago I got arrested for something and I should have done time for it. And somehow I was able to just get a plea bargain to just get on probation. And that's when I had met you and everything. And so like, that was a pretty good blessing because even my lawyer was like, you're probably gonna have to do it. Like, so when I got the plea bargain, I think I think I had talked to you about it a couple of times too, you know, like prayed about it and stuff like that. And from that, and then just downhill from there, like starting to be able to pray more and trust in God and stuff like that. So. I never forget, I sat across the table at an IHOP with Brandon the first time I'd ever met him. His dad set it up. And uh, Brandon knew, he didn't know much about me. He probably knew I'd work with some athletes and, and help disciple young guys and just that type of stuff. And I uh, didn't know you didn't really have an agenda other than if I can help you, man, I'll help you. And it was so neat just to see how the Lord just kind of connected our hearts. That's really all it was. Like you were dealing with stuff I'd never encountered. You know what I mean? Like I didn't know different drugs and different things like that. I, just, I wasn't familiar with that, but I was familiar with freedom. I was familiar with my story. I was familiar in the stuff that had me enslaved and had me chained and had me messed up and jacked up, all that sort. And I saw how God had set me free. And it's like, if God can set me free, man, he can set you free. And the next thing you know, you fast forward two years, building the house of God every single Sunday morning, setting up the sound and running stuff, clean Loving the Lord, not in jail. That's enough right there just to celebrate the goodness of God, man. Oh, God. I can't lie. I can't lie. The first time you invited me to come, I did not want to be here. <laughs> Those first couple of meetings, like, I did not want to be here. The only reason I came was because you was my homie. And then, like, just doing I, started getting, I started getting closer to, like, God yell and different yeah. people like that. started talking more. And, like, I just started building relationships with people and, Certain people that I did let in to share like certain things, they still like they still kept it like a hundred with me. Like they still show love and appreciation towards me. And that's when I really was like, okay, because like back how I was living before, it's not like that. Like you know, there's no love out there. But you stay there's, there's love here, yeah. you know. So it's like it's it's easy to feel that difference, mm -hmm. you know. Oh, this is one of my favorite questions. Hey, anyone who wants to take it. Um, how is serving at C3 City like? How's that been rewarding? Because all of y'all serve. Y'all volunteer all the time and serve and help with the hospitality team, with the production team, audio and sound. Like, how has it been rewarding this past year to serve at C3 City Life? I lifted up my microphone faster. <laughs> okay, so, um, so I started serving like day one, like January 27th, 2019. Hey, I am here. And it has just been, like, it's just so fun. And as I said earlier, I really struggled with, like, fitting in and finding that community. So being, some, being a part of something 
big, like for a whole city, has just, it's just rewarding. And like, it just makes me so happy. And of course, there are some times that it's like, oh gosh, 7.30, I got to wake up and get to church. But once you get, or once I get here, it's just like, my sisters are here, my brothers are here, like my family, my non-blood family (laughs) is here. And it just feels so good to just be a part of this family. And that we're doing something together that's so big. Brandon, how's this year of serving? How's that been rewarding to you? It's been rewarding to me because I feel like in my life I did a lot of dirt, you know. So being able to do like a podcast and help people, like getting the podcast out to even more people can encourage other people and stuff like that. So like in my head it kind of like writes some of the wrongs. Like it doesn't, but like, you know, like it's kind of making a, a way to change to try to help more people like see that you don't have to do certain things, you know. If people want to listen to our podcast, how do they do it? Shameless plug. Shameless plug. iTunes. iTunes all the way. C3 City Light. There we go. Gadiel, serving here a year. How's it been rewarding to your life? I want to call this, besides my home, my happy place. Um, I I only live here in Raleigh with my two brothers. That's why I moved to Raleigh from Orlando. So it's just the three of us and the people that we've met through the time, you know, that I've been here. And serving here, it's been, become like you said it, a family. So besides of seeing the church grow, seeing new faces all the time, I always try to like greet people, but you know, it's so much to do, but I love, I love that. And you said something this morning in the huddle. It's not about the numbers of chairs that we're filling. It's about the life that we're changing. So even if it's a Sunday with two people here, which we've had probably when we first started, like small crowd, God talked to that person. God changed that life. And they see what's planted in that life. So being part of that makes me like, God, yeah. <laughs> All right. Last question. Last question. Actually, it's not even a question. I just want to give you an opportunity. I want you to take the next 60 seconds, and I want you to brag on how God's been good to you. Come on. Let's go. Come on. Somebody just brag about the goodness of God for okay. 60 seconds. Girls, go first. Okay. Um, so for one thing, I'm healthy. My family is healthy. Uh, my friends are healthy. Uh, something that... God got me through is depression and anxiety, and I have learned so much about myself now, um, and I've realized that I don't need a boyfriend, I don't, which is something that I was, like, constantly chasing, um, so just being happy by myself and just, like, accepting where I am, and God showed me that there is a purpose for my singleness, however long it's going to um, be. And um, he's just so good. And, like, I don't think I've ever just said that out loud in front of 100 people. But he's just so good. And, like, I am constantly, like, in awe of just how powerful and perfect. And, like, someone that mighty, like, loves me and wants a relationship with me. And that's just so, I've never felt, I've never felt that before. So it's just so amazing. What was the question? Uh, he is 
best. He is the one that looks at you and will not judge you. No matter how many times we fall, we crawl, he's there, and puts people around us. Um, he's saved my life numerous times that, that I can count <laughs> that I know of. And be here today, next year, I probably I will have the time to share a different story <laughs> for the good. So I just want to say that if you're here, and I'm sorry, but if you're here, don't just listen to our stories. Try to experience what we went through, given that first step, because he's real. So good. So good. Come on, Brandon. Brag on the Lord real quick. I'd have to say, bragging on the Lord, it's pretty good now, like, now that I've trying to build a relationship, pray more, and, like, talk to, like, my pastors and mentors, different stuff here at the church, that a lot of problems before that when I wasn't here, I would just go to the streets and try to figure out my problems that way. But now it's like, let's just take some time. Let me ask some of these people, pray about it. You know, and, like, I see things, like, certain doors start to open, like, you know. That's only that... He, that I'm praying for, you know, and I start to see it happen and start seeing it, like, manifest itself. And that's just pretty amazing to me. That's awesome. Hey, have you enjoyed these stories? Come on, let's give it up for these guys. We're going to take it one step further. I want you to, I want to bless these guys. I mean, you know, we were blessed by them. Let's bless these guys. Will you just stretch your hand? We're going to pray for them. We're going to pray for these three people right here. Lord, we thank you that you are capable of doing exceedingly abundantly more than anything we could hope for or ask. We pray that you open up the heavens and you just continue, that he who began a good work would see it through, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that their future is bright. You've got them in the palm of your hand. And, Lord, from heaven, more of your Holy Spirit, more of your power, more of your anointing, more transformation, more lives changed because they continue to surrender and chase after you. Bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give it up one last time. All right. All right. Come on, man. I love how Revelation says, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb, Jesus, and the word of our testimony. There's something powerful about our testimony. You know, I've been to some church services and some places where it was like not like a testimony. It was like a testabalone. And it was just like they were making up stuff and making up. It's like you don't have to make up. Sometimes you can get intimidated by someone else's story. I was addicted to black ball heroin and black tarta. And you're like, uh, I just uh, skipped Sunday school one time. Right? And you can just feel like so like, ah. But the truth is. Our righteousness is filthy rags in comparison to the perfection of Jesus. We got to be careful in life. Sometimes we can get so self-righteous that we don't think we need the Lord. And then sometimes we can get so overwhelmed with the condemnation of our unrighteousness that we feel like God could never save me. That might have worked for them, but you don't know my story. And the truth is today that no matter how far away you feel from God, no matter how far you've ran in the opposite direction of him, his love, his mercy, 
and his grace is right there for you. And all you have to do is just turn and lean into it. That's all you got to do. I love what God has done. And I'm telling you, one of the greatest moments on this planet you can ever have is when you discover who you are in Christ and who Christ is in you. That verse 6 that we read said that in Christ Jesus we are seated in heavenly places. What if we lived our life like that? In Christ, I am seated at the right hand of the Father in heavenly places. There's no shortage. There's no lack of grace. There's no inefficiency. There's no nothing running out in heaven. And I, in Christ Jesus, am seated in heavenly places. What if we lived that way and had a revelation of that? And from each day, live from that place. There's one simple thing I want to do today. I know that in a, a crowd this size, there's going to be different stories. There's just You're going to be on a different part of your journey. It's just that's how life works, right? Some of you have already received this gift of grace through faith, and you're walking in it. Great. But I know that there's going to be some people that are sitting here right now thinking, no, but you don't even know. You don't know how bad my story is. You don't know the things I've done. You don't know this. You don't know. I'm telling you, God knows all of it, and he loves you. He values you, and you are treasured by God, that he loved you so much. He gave the best of heaven, gave his son Jesus. Jesus Christ lived the life that we should have lived, completely blameless and purpose. Completely blameless and perfect. He offers the free gift of salvation to anyone who would believe in him. So no matter what you've done today, salvation can be yours if you'll receive it through faith. We hope that you have been inspired and encouraged by today's message. For more info or to connect with us, check us out at c3citylight.com.